Welcome back to the 3-7 Sports and Cards Podcast. It's your host, Prentice. Glad to be back. Episode 2. Um, don't forget to follow me on all platforms. On Twitter, at 3-7-Sports. On Instagram, at 3-7-Sports-Cards. Check out my Facebook group. At 37 Sports Cards. So we're going to hop right into it. Episode 2. We're going to continue the GOATS series, Collecting GOATS, where we are going through each era of the NBA. I broke down the eras into 10 the decades, 10 year segments. So we got the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, so on and so forth. Um, episode 1, we covered the 60s. Episode 2, we're going to cover the 70s. Like before, I'm going to give you guys a couple honorable mentions. And after the honorable mentions, we're going to go into the candidates of GOATs that played in the 1970s. Guys that we can, guys that, excuse me, guys that we could consider GOATs. Um, so let's get it started. First off, we got two honorable mentions this episode. One is Elvin Hayes. Elvin Hayes' rookie is 1969 tops, the tall boys. We're going to see a theme in this episode as far as the tall boys go. Didn't really realize until I started doing research for this series how loaded the 1969 tops rookie cards are. But Elvin Hayes. 12-time All-Star, 6-time All-NBA, 2-time All-Defensive Team, 1968 Scoring Champ, 1-time Champ in 1968, averaged 21 points, 12 rebounds, 1 assisted game. Like I said, Ricky, 1969 Tall Boys, looking for someone to collect, looking for a set to collect, definitely would recommend looking into some Elvin Hayes and the 1969 Top Set. So, honorable mention number two, we're going to go with Walt Frazier, the Nick. Um, Walt was a seven-time All-Star, six-time All-NBA. Something that surprised me, seven-time All-Defensive team, two-time champ. And he also has his rookie card in the 1969 Tops Tall Boys set. Like I said, it's going to be a theme this episode. Walt won two chips, like I said before. Um, point guard. I collect point guards. So, I don't know about the 1969 Tall Boys, though. Uh, I, I like, I'm not against taller cards, but when you get them graded, I hate the way they slab tall cards. Um, so, We'll see. Uh, definitely want to get something of his in my collection, but we got to figure out what that could be. Um, so those are our two honorable mention, Elvin Hayes and Walt Fraser. Definitely take a look. Like I said, rookie card of both of them is the 1969 Tall Boys. All right, let's get to the meat of the episode. So the 1970s is a very... Unique decade in the NBA. 
One thing that was unique about it is that it's the only ep- it's the only decade in the history of the NBA that there is not a dynasty. Well, starting from the 1960s. In the 60s, we had the Celtics. In the 80s, we had two with the Celtics and the Lakers. In the 90s, we had the Bulls. Early 2000s, Lakers and Spurs. So, 1970s, not so much. Um, There were six different teams that won titles in the 70s. Um, Very unique decade. Uh, But there were two players, in my opinion, that stood above the rest. There's two players that played in the 70s that we should consider as the GOATs. So the reason for this ep- this series is to go through the history of basketball um, and see which players we should discuss in the GOAT status. If you listen to most people, especially in a hobby, you would only think that it's Kobe, Jordan, and LeBron that's in the conversation of greatest of all time. But if you speak to people outside the sports card market and even some people in the market they would give you a guy other than those three players and so that's why we're doing this and these two players in the 70s that we're about to go over I think really has a case to be considered the greatest basketball player of all time so we're going to start out with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, So Kareem's got a lot going for him, especially as the greatest of all time. Kareem was the greatest, did a top, I don't know how many players they did, but they counted down the greatest players of all time in college basketball. Jordan won, but Jordan may be the greatest NBA player of all time. We'll get to that in a few more episodes, but he is not the greatest college basketball player of all time. In my opinion, that goes to Kareem. Uh, Three straight national championships in college. Came into the NBA, won the rookie of the year. Kareem is a 19-time All-Star, 19-time All-Star, Six-time NBA champ, 11-time all-defensive player, um, six MVPs, 15-time All-NBA, two-time Finals MVP, two-time scoring champ, four times block, four times he was, he led the leading of blocks, and he won five of his MVPs in the 70s. His rookie year was 1969-1970 season. He is also in the 1969 Tall Boys rookie set. So, like I said, that set is absolutely loaded. The last three players that we talked about, all three Hall of Famers, all part of the 1969 Tall Boys rookie um so 
Kareem dominated the 70s. He was a part of one of the greatest teams of all time. If you look up any list that goes through the greatest teams of all time, the Bucks championship in the 70s, that team with him and Oscar Robinson is one of the greatest teams of all time. He was the best player on that team. He also went and had a, I guess, what you call a second, almost second legendary career in L.A. Where with him and Magic, we were going to get to them. So we're not going to go too deep into it. But um, was a part of one of the greatest teams of all time with him and Magic. One of the greatest dynasty of all time in the eighties. Um, so, like I said, Kareem. If you go through the through high school, college, back NBA, Kareem resume is 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 possibly the best of all time. I think it is the best of all time when you consider all three levels. Just longevity, his. Um, legendary shot if you think of if you think of legendary shots in the history of basketball kareem skyhook is the first thing that i would think most people think of um even the name is cool skyhook the skyhook legendary and what we're gonna realize when we go through this series of the goats collecting goat series is that there are a lot of players through the history of the NBA that have great stats, that have great seasons, um, that, but the ones that we consider goats are just different. Um, they have their other legendary things that go along with their stats and production and championships that people remember that push you in that conversation of of being one of the greatest of all time. And I think Kareem Skyhook is going to be something that we talk about for the history for the rest of history as far as long as we talk about basketball the Skyhook is going to be a part of that conversation. It's the most unique shot in the history of the NBA, the most unguardable shot in the history of the NBA. And that shot took Kareem to six MVPs, the all-time leading scorer in the history of the game. LeBron is coming for him, but as of today, and like I said, you have to have those legendary Things that go along with your production. Kareem, legendary production, legendary moments, legendary move. Puts them in that conversation of the greatest of all time. You ask a lot of people, a lot of people will give you Kareem as the GOAT. All right, so the next thing we're going to talk about is somebody that I don't think a lot of people consider as one of the greatest basketball players of all time. I mean, of course they do consider one of the greats, but as far as saying that he is the best basketball player in the history of basketball, a lot of people wouldn't put this player here. But if you go ask people of a certain age, who is the greatest basketball player of all time? 
a lot of those people will give you Dr. J. Julius Irvin. So, Dr. J's rookie is the 1970 is in the 1972 top set. Um, he's in his Virginia Squire uniform. I really like the card. It's got a bright yellow background, and I and he's in a red jersey, if I'm not mistaken. So the card really, really pops. Um, that is definitely on um, my list of cards that I will like to have. It's a little expensive. I hadn't quite gotten there yet um, as far as my card purchases, but um, we're, we're, we're leveling up slowly but surely, and we're going to get there. And um, I'm so looking forward to adding it to my collection one day. Uh, so Dr. J is a 16-time All-Star, 7-time All-NBA, 4-time MVP, 2-time All-Star Game MVP. He does have a championship in the night that he won in the 1980s with Philadelphia. So, for his career, Dr. J averaged 24 points, 8 rebounds, and around 4 assists a game. And Dr. J has a very unique career because he started out in the ABA. He played in the ABA from 1971 to 1976. Then... The ABA shut down and moved over to the NBA from 1976 to 1987. So, the thing about Dr. J, when you talk to what I like to call the old heads, um, a lot of them say that Dr. J is the greatest of all time. I used to work with a man. I used to call him Mr. G. His name was Gerald, but I used to call him Mr. G. Mr. G was was in New York, Madison Square Garden, when Bill Russell came to play. He watched Bill Russell play basketball. So when I say he's seen almost everybody He's seen almost everybody. And I used to pick his brain all the time about a lot of different subjects. But the thing that we used to talk the most about was sports. And I was so interested in things that I couldn't see, that I didn't see because of, you know, I wasn't born. And I really respected his sports knowledge. So, um... I really enjoyed our conversations. I, we no longer work together. Um, he's, but I asked him, who, who's the GOAT? Who's the, who's the greatest of all time? You know, for me, um, I'm not going to spoil who, who I think the greatest of all time. We're going to save that for the end. But I asked him that question, who is the GOAT? And with no hesitation, He said, the doc, Dr. J, Julius Irvin. Like I said, no hesitation. That's exactly what he said. And his reasoning behind it was, was very interesting. His exact words were, the doc was MJ before MJ. 
And if you go back and take a look at his career, his status outside of basketball, Mr. G was right. When I say outside of basketball, I mean as far as like endorsements um, and stuff like that. Because before Dr. J, that wasn't really happening. In the 60s, Bill Russell was the best player, in my opinion. Or Wilt Chamberlain, a lot of people argue. But Wilt wasn't embraced by the media. Bill Russell wasn't embraced by the media. The, The 60s was a different time. But Dr. J came about in the early 70s. It still wasn't ideal, but it was in the 60s. And Dr. J was the first NBA advertising giant. Like, Dr. J was everywhere. He was the first one to to kind of to kind of set the, the groundwork for what the modern NBA is. Um I'd said in the earlier episode on the 1960s that Elgin Baylor is the godfather of air. He was the first kind of athlete to kind of play above the rim and and have a different type of athleticism and flair to his game. Well, if that is true, and I believe that the Elgin Baylor was the godfather, Dr. J was the guy that just took it to a whole nother level. Mr. G, the guy that I was talking about before that I used to work with, that said Dr. J was the greatest of all time, grew up in New York, and he told me stories about how when Dr. J came out the to the parks in New York to play how it was so many people out there that people were on the rooftops of the buildings everybody out the windows of buildings watching Dr. J play (laughs) that's that's crazy like I mean I, I I just wish I could I could I could have been a part of that. And you see, you go watch Doctor J documentary documentaries, and you see that you see the people in the stand. I mean, you see the 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 people on the rooftops, on the balconies, watching Doctor J play, and it's it's just amazing to watch. It's just amazing to watch, and. Just the impact that he had on African-Americans by being seen on TV. He gave people something to to strive to. He, Like I said, he set the foundation to what the modern NBA player is today. Um, the NBA is probably does the best job of marketing their players. The NBA players are probably some of the most marketable athletes out there. There aren't that many players on the court. They aren't wearing helmets. Um, You're close on the court. I mean, you're close to the court as far as on in a basketball arena, probably closer than most other sports. I mean, so Dr. J was the first one to do it. 
I mean, he, he, he was the first, he, he was, he said it, he said, the I know I said that a few times, but I just have to get that across. Like everything that we see today, MJ, all that stuff, like it, it started with Dr. J and Mr. G said one real thing. The difference between Dr. J and MJ was cable. Jordan came around when cable became accessible and people could watch a lot of different players, but we're going to get into MJ later on in the series, but Dr. J, according to a lot of people that have seen a lot of basketball, still consider him the GOAT, still consider him the greatest. And honestly, I tend to agree. The top 10 NBA players of all time is, is unbelievable tough. But when you add in everything as far as on the court, off the court, and don't get me wrong, like I, I'm, I'm stressing the off the court stuff, but on the court, magic, magic. You want to talk about moments, legendary things, the rock, the baby, the to the hanging in the air, coming the upper under under the backboard, like it. Doctor J has so the jump, the dunk from the free throw line in the dunk contest. Like Doctor J has these moments, the big afro, like you can't. It's just the image of that afro flying through the air. Like, all these things, all these lasting images is when you see the Dr. J. He's so unique as a player that, especially when you see what everybody else is doing on the court. You go back and watch a game from the 70s when Dr. J's playing, and he, it, it, he's just different. Like, I, it's amazing. Like, it was like he had... I don't know, like, he could fly, it, it was literally like he was flying, it, it's it, it's unbelievable, if you have not watched him play, watch a game, just just find a game on the, on the web, they, they're out there, watch a documentary, just, 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 just go watch it, it's, it's a work of art, like I said, he, he it's, it, it's, it's, it's the early, Way before it's time, it's the early foundations of what we see now. It's commonplace now. We see these Skywalkers, these, but even compared to what we see today, Dr. J was different. Like, like that, his ability to hang in the air is was is just very very special. Um, so. Those are the two that I think we should be considered in the GOAT conversation. Kareem and his legendary Skyhook and Dr. J and his legendary status on and off the court. So we're going to end it there today, guys. Like I said, go check out the 1972 tops for Dr. J, the 1969 tops tall boys for Doctor, um, I'm sorry for Kareem, Walt Fraser, and Elvin Hayes and others. I'm actually thinking about. I know I don't like him grade it, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to take a look at this set and all the other players that are in it. So I hope you all feel the same and do the same. Um, thank you guys for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Like I said, once again, follow me on all platforms at 37sportscars on Instagram, at 37sports on Twitter, 
And if you like this episode, give us a follow. Come back and check us out for the rest of the series and the future episodes. Also, go check out episode one of Collecting Goats, where we're talking about the 1960s. So once again, thank you guys for joining me today, and I'm out.